This is the Catalyst Podcast, Food for the Journey. Season 4, Episode 8. How to be hardy in tough times. Hi, I'm Michael. Welcome back to the Catalyst Podcast. So I hope you enjoyed the previous episode and a massive congratulations to Mark Pollitt for being our competition winner. And I'd like to thank our sponsor, at the masterclass session so if you'd like to book yourself on the next masterclass session and see some people that are the best in the world at what they do delivering online masterclasses just click on the link in the show notes and i'll hopefully be there as well and they're always fantastic so check that out i hope you've been enjoying this kind of it's almost like a concept album isn't it <laughs> this season it's the first time i've done a whole season where it's all about one thing tough times you hear it all the time at the moment this phrase And I thought, well, we can do better than that. We can give you something to help you through it. And I was talking to my father today and I came up with an analogy and he said, oh, that's good that. So I thought I'd share it with you. And it sums up everything I'm trying to do by giving you food for your journey, your journey of life and business. And it's like a cake, right? So I'm not trying to give you the ready-made cake and say, here, eat this cake, eat this chocolate cake, eat this carrot cake, because you might not like that type of cake or even cake itself. What I'm trying to do is give you the right ingredients and show you and tell you recipes and say, well, you might want to put this and this and this. You might try to put it together that way or you can do it yourself. And then you can cook whatever you want. So isn't that good? <laughs> Again, it was a moment of inspiration. My dad said it was good. So this episode today is how to be hardy. It's not telling you do this way. It's like if you include these ingredients, put it together, try it this way, maybe stick your own spin on it. You're going to get the result you want. So let's go with that. All of these suggestions are things that I do personally that lived experience, gained insight and knowledge. All my clients, people that I know that really work, you must know by now, I'm not going to give you something that doesn't work. I'm not trying to push an agenda. That's just not me. Hardy is an English word that I think sums up very well the genesis and creation of my business, Catalyst, and where it comes from. If you don't know that story, if you go to season one, episode 10, the final episode, that tells you all about that. It's a really good word. It's not being hard. It's not the same thing. Sometimes we have to be soft. But hardy, I think, sums up really well an acronym I'm going to give you that you can keep in your mind to practice consistently and get you through. So we're going to look at, first of all, H is for hardy. A is for affirmation. R is for resilience. D is for discipline. And I've got a little bonus one I want to give you if, if you're interested in that. And I like to give you examples, you know me, and people to check out and books and things that you can do to practice this. So being hardy, what does that actually mean? Because a lot of these are misunderstood. Resilience, mental toughness, hardiness, what does it it all actually mean? Do you ever get confused by that? I used to, so I wanted to help you. Being hardy is where you use whatever happens to you as a way to improve and become stronger. Now, I have to be careful with the word stronger because I don't mean physically and mentally like you're always getting better. That's not the case. You might have cancer and you overcome it, but you come out of it in a different way and you're not the person you were, but it's made you hardier. And I've had some recent ill health and it's helped me to reflect on that. And I was speaking to my mum about it and myself and Kathleen, we work in catalysts in such a hardy way now. Whatever happens to us, we just go, right, bring it on. We'll have that. I love that. I love that as well. So here's a way that you can practice being hardy and to keep this in your mind. Imagine you've got a fire inside. Think of an old school wood or coal based fire. Whatever you stick on that fire, unless it's one of the rings of power, it's going to (laughs) burn. 
that's good. It's going to burn. Paper, coal, wood, even plastic. It might not make a nice smell or a nice colour, but it will burn. And think of it like that. No matter what happens to you, like, right, I'll use that. Don't particularly want that, but I'll have that as well. And it sounds like a cheap way of think practicing hardiness, but I tell you now, it works. So when I had some recent ill health, I went, okay, not what I wanted, but I'll have that. How can I use that? How can that be meaningful? And Kathleen's the same. She's incredibly hardy, incredibly hardy, hardy. And so that's what hardiness is. And the more you do it, the more you just go, right, yep, 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 okay. Now, if you don't feel particularly hardy, you feel pretty soft around the edges, don't worry about it. You get hardier and hardier and hardier. It's not hard, meaning you have to be strong and tough all the time. No, it might involve crying. It might involve all sorts of things. But it's that ability to not give up, being hardy. So a lot of these kind of flow into each other, but not quite the same thing. So being hardy, it's that kind of bring it on. It's not just mental toughness. We have to be careful with these things. I make YouTube videos as well. I've got about 180 now. Um, they're on links in the show notes if you want to watch them. And so I spend time on YouTube and, and posting these videos. And I see a lot of the, the ones that people watch and stuff. And a lot of them are very like, do this one thing to get rid of depression forever. Do this one thing to become unstoppable. Now, I understand people have got to have ways of watching people, attracting people to watch their videos, but I'm not going to do that for you. I'm not going to cheapen it. I'm not going to say, do this and you'll be hardy forever. Remember, like we said with the cake, your hardy cake <laughs> looks different to mine, but that's one ingredient you, you want to have to get you through a tough time. You want to be hardy. And that ability to just like, she just keeps getting back up. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's the first one. The second one is affirmation. To affirm something means to bring it into being or to understand or to how you are, how you want to be. So think of it like this. We all want to be affirmed. We all want to know that we matter. I want to be affirmed. I want to know that what I do matters and who I am matters. And as human beings, we all will get that affirmation from somewhere. Now, unfortunately, we don't seem to always realize, myself included, that that affirmation isn't necessarily from the right person or the right situation. So think about this. Where are you going to get affirmed? If you're a business owner or a business leader, chances are you don't get affirmed that much, do you? You don't have people, if you're a parent, around you saying, good job, well done, really, really good. If you're in an employee role, and then you might absolutely have an organization backing you up and employee of the month and all sorts of various things. But if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, if you're a leader, if you're a parent, am I right in thinking sometimes you don't get affirmed enough? And so think about it like this. You've got to celebrate your wins, your progress, even if you're just trying your best. Start with yourself. Say, well done. Well done, Steve. Good job. Keep going. You're nearly there. You've got to affirm yourself because if nobody else is doing it, start with yourself. I've learned that. I've really, really learned that, especially in business. You have to keep affirming yourself that you matter, that you're doing well, you're doing your best. Keep going. Don't give up. There was a man, well, there is a man called Morgan Rothwell, and he was in a business networking group I was part of. And he has an incredible business called D&M Creative. And I listened to Morgan every time he spoke because he's got about 20 years of marketing business and experience. And he gave a short talk once. And he won't even realize how much an impression this made on me. So I hope you like this, Morgan. And he was saying, you've got to celebrate your wins. In business, we're on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Isn't it, isn't it true? If you don't take the time to affirm yourself and your team and your people and anybody else, you're on to the next thing. You'll never be satisfied. Celebrate your wins. Affirm yourself. Take the time to think this matters. Well done. Good job. So thanks, Morgan, because that, that really hit me 
that, that lesson and I was only my second year in business. And so I've always taken the time to affirm what's going on. My second book is coming out very soon. You'll hear a lot more about it. And I took the time this week to celebrate it on social media and to show the, the front cover and to affirm, hey, hey, this is a thing. And people responded so positively. They're like, oh, oh, that looks amazing. I'd like to read that. And I wasn't doing it to show off. I was doing it to affirm the business, the product, the thing in coming out into the world. Because guess what? If I didn't do it, nobody is going to do that. So take the time to affirm yourself, affirm your partners, your families, your friends. And if you're going, you know, I get a lot of affirmation in what I already do. My, my children say, I'm a great daddy. Great, great. But chances are you're probably not being affirmed enough. Start from within. Yeah, back yourself. The third part of being hardy is resilience. Now, I've really spent some time on this, researching this and living this. And so first I want to give you a recommendation of a lady, fantastic lady, and go to her. She's called Caroline Dakin, and she is a resilience coach. She specializes in resilience. She leads workshops, she has products, she has courses, she has residentials you can go on. Just reach out to her, Caroline Dakin. I'll put her connection details in the, in the show notes. Because resilience is very misunderstood. A lot of these things are misunderstood. People think oh, that they've told me when I've spoke to them about resilience. I say, what is resilience? And they go, it's being tough. I was like, is it? And then sometimes I say, well, it's not giving up. I'm like, okay. And when I actually researched this a few years ago and started to apply this consciously, I realized it's not what I thought it was. Resilience is the ability to bounce back. You hear that phrase, fall down seven, get up eight. The ability to bounce back, not the ability to be strong all the time. It's interesting. So I was thinking, okay, well, how do you actually bounce back from something? Because if life's going to throw these curveballs at you and take chunks out of you, being resilient seems to be that ability to bounce back from that. So how would you cultivate that? I thought of three things, but again, go to Caroline. She knows more than I do. The first is in terms of your recovery. You'll have heard me say this many times, and I'll say it again. If you want to be resilient and be able to bounce back, take your recovery seriously. Don't perform like a professional and rest like an amateur. I've said that before. It's one of my little phrases. And what does that recovery look like? Well, it could be physical recovery. It could be sleep. It could be abstaining from a stressor. It could be understanding that you might be very highly stimulated, negatively or positively. So you take time away from your phone. You go outside. Take your recovery seriously, really seriously. Think about an athlete and what they do. If you don't take recovery seriously, you're not able to bounce back. You might have heard me say, a few weeks ago, I've got an injury at the moment. I am taking my recovery very seriously. I'm not doing anything to make it worse until I speak to the relevant health professional and she's going to give me a plan to go forward. I'm taking it really seriously. If I don't take it seriously, I'm going to end up with a regular thing and I'm not going to be resilient. I'm not going to be able to bounce back. I might be living with impairment and we don't want that, do we? Second thing is, if you want to bounce back and practice being resilient, you've got to be inspired. Inspirato, breathe life into you, give you vision. There is no greater feeling, you know, when you're inspired and you're like, oh, I can do this. Yes. Oh, wow. The clouds part and you're like, why don't I feel like this all the time? Go anywhere, as long as it doesn't hurt you, where it's going to make you feel inspired. Watch YouTube videos, listen to these podcasts, spend time with good people. You know, there's people that lift you up and they just make you feel like, yeah, man, this is really inspiring me. When I went to a recent wedding of one of my cousins, which you've heard me talk about, I was so inspired by that the love that they share. And I was like, wow, look at those two. That inspired me. And funnily enough, that increases my resilience. Because when I think about bouncing back, I think about well, what would they do? Can I treat myself like they treat each other? It's interesting. The third one 
I'll come on to again, but I want to mention it as well. If you're just bouncing back for yourself and you don't particularly like yourself or you're not in a great place, it's easy to give up on yourself, isn't it? I've done that before. Being a single man, not having children, before I had a business, it was very easy to like, well, yeah, whatever. I feel rubbish, so, you know. Dedicate yourself to something. Your children, a cause, your business, bettering yourself, being happy, helping somebody else. It doesn't matter what it is playing an instrument, being really good on Fortnite, it doesn't matter what it is. If you dedicate yourself to something and say, right, well, I'm not going to give up on this for five days, you find a way. It's incredible. You back yourself into a corner and say, well, I've got to do this. You find a way. I'm having an incredible time at the moment with the Global Chamber, one of the organisations I'm part of, and we're doing an educational programme for these people around the world, and they've dedicated themselves to having these breakthrough moments. I've, I've got to do this. I've got to make it happen in my business. Guess what? They're finding ways. They're finding ways through and, and we're all supporting each other. It's incredible to see because they're dedicated. If you're in business, you know what I'm talking about, especially if you're a startup and you started your own business. You find a way, especially in the first year in business. I had no money. I had nothing, but I found a way. How? I don't know, but I was dedicated. I was like, well, I can't make it fail, so what are we going to do? And then you find the way. So being resilient is that ability to bounce back. Speak to Caroline, right? But take your recovery seriously Keep inspired, topping up your inspiration, and dedicate yourself. So I'm just not going to quit for a whole month. I'm just going to dedicate myself to this, this person. And that creates what's called self-transcendence. You're able to see past yourself and how you feel and how you think in that moment and tap into a sense of, hey, I belong to something else here, something bigger than me. And that actually increases a lot of your resilience. Not always. Some people that are very resilient focus on themselves and how it's going to benefit themselves. And that's great. If it works for you, do that. But a lot of other people think of the cause beyond themselves helps them to power through. And the D for being hardy is, now you might like this, you might not. <laughs> it's discipline. Discipline. I was what, uh, listening to a fantastic interview with Terry Crews, the actor, incredible man. And he was saying that when he um, tries to tell his children that discipline is important, he says, what is discipline? And he did a great impression of his, his child said, discipline means punishment. You're punishing me. He's like, no, it's not. Discipline might involve punishment, but not always. I will say that all of the most fulfilling and wonderful aspects of my life and of my client's life and people that I work with and get to spend time with involve discipline. So I'll give you some examples. In being a son, a brother, an uncle, a business owner, a musician, when I used to be a martial artist, being somebody who creates material for people, you know, this podcast, all of those things are incredibly difficult and have taken part, apart from the podcast, taken years, years. So a musician, I've been a musician for over 21 years. My business, I've not given up on that in four and a half years. Martial arts I did for 12 years, you get the idea. And what discipline is, is committing to something, a routine, a person, something, and you do it no matter what. So I'm a son regardless, you know. But you might have a role that you commit to, like being an uncle. I love being an uncle. My, my little nephews and nieces, and some of them are bigger than me now. But I was disciplined with that role. I was like, right, I've got to be there every birthday, every Christmas. You see how it comes, it links into resilience. But making discipline a, a part of your life, committing yourself to something that you do and that you are, no matter how you feel about it, oh, it's so good. We used to say when I did jiu-jitsu, all you got to do is get yourself to lesson. Get yourself through that door when you don't want to. I don't particularly want to train on a Tuesday night. Or on a Saturday morning, in the middle of the week or, you know, start of the weekend. But it kept me disciplined. And I thought, as long as I get through that door, 
The training session was great. We used to go to these higher grade sessions in Manchester. I used to get really scared. Oh, I, was, I can think about it. I was so scared because it was full of brown belts and black belts and people have been training years more than me. I remember we used to carpool in the car on the way there. We'd say, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit nervous. But we knew that by being disciplined and just getting ourselves and making the effort to drive to Manchester, we'd have the best sensei's training us and the standard of training was worth it. And we always, always, always felt better afterwards and we'd be in the pub afterwards laughing and joking and hey, guess what? That dinner felt good because you've earned it, right? And I followed that discipline to training all around the country, actually. I went to all sorts of different things. So the point is, the martial arts, the discipline side, if you just handed a belt, it means nothing. So committing to discipline, so a really simple, good book to start with is, uh, it's called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. It's a good starting point. I'm not saying you have to follow this guy's routine, but having a good morning routine is a very simple way of having discipline in your life committing to saying right I'm only going to eat a certain way on the weekends committing to your values you know and having the discipline to follow through my life is incredibly disciplined and Jocko Willink the former Navy SEAL always says discipline equals freedom it's good that if you want to have the freedom of driving a car you've got to be disciplined to pass your test and pay your your tax and insurance right they're not opposites they actually complement each other so being hard that hardy discipline involves it doing it when you don't feel like it that is an ability you can craft and it there's, there's no end to that. So discipline is a very, very good thing. Being in business, you have to be so disciplined. Yeah. But the benefits are just incredible. And so I've got a bonus one that you can take this or leave this, but this is just something I personally do. And the why in Hardy stands for this phrase I've started saying to myself, Mike, you are not the center of the universe. You are not the center of the universe. And I apply this in business now when people don't get back to me with emails and text messages or they don't do things the, particularly the way I wanted or things don't go the way I want. I say to them, that's okay, I'm not the center of the universe. Why do I say that? Because it reminds me to not be selfish. If you want to be hardy, there has to be an element of letting go. You can control yourself to a point, right? We can control ourselves, our routines, be disciplined, all these things. We can't control the people. The moment we try to, it falls down. Parents, you'll know what I'm talking about. People in leadership positions, you know what I'm talking about. We can influence people, absolutely. We can persuade and we can have all these things set up. But we have to, I feel, step back and say, we're not the center of the universe. There's bigger things going on here. When I started to really do that, it, I felt a pressure come off my shoulders. Because I thought, well, it's because it's important to me. It needs to be important to this other person. Not really. They've probably got stuff going on. They don't care about me. It's good that. It really helps me. And everybody I've told that to, they really like that. They're like, oh, yeah, I like that. doesn't mean you're not important. doesn't mean you don't have deadlines. doesn't mean you don't have things that need to be done. It just eases the pressure of saying, well, we're one you know, planet in a galaxy of billions. We're not the center of the universe. We're not the most important thing in the world. Other people are. Other things are. I really like that. So if you want to be hardy, that's your bonus one. <laughs> so I hope that's been helpful for you in helping you to understand one of the, the best English words I've ever discovered, being hardy. Not being hard, being hardy. And you've got ways to do it. And like we said at the start, these are just ingredients. Put them together however you want. Make a cake. You might not want to make a cake. Make a flam, make an orange, make a, I don't know, a gatto. Make some biscuits. Do it your way, yeah? But just take it in the in the spirit that's given. So until we talk again... Hopefully you can take at least one thing from this and go, yeah, I'm going to speak to Caroline. I'm going to check out that book. I'm going to apply that. Oh, no, I like that Central Universe thing. Just try it out. But be disciplined. Try it for a week. Try it for a month. Guarantee it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> and even if you don't, right, just know that right now, just as you are, somebody loves you very, very, very much. Okay? 
Take care and speak soon. So today's random positive fact, I love this one. In the depression in the 1920s, about 100 years ago, IBM, General Motors, Disney, these are all massive multi-billion dollar companies that were started up in tough times. And Disney was started up because Walt Disney wanted to make people smile in hard times. And he went on to make his first feature film, which was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, to try and help people to smile and feel good about themselves. And I'm pretty sure you know how the rest of the story went. So going through tough times, just think, you might be able to create something amazing. Just let that sink in. Okay.